Well, today we're going to continue talking with Michaela Deegan. She's the host of Coffee, Jeans, and Jesus podcast. Be sure to check out her website, coffeejeansjesus.com. And I hope that you enjoy uh, this part two of our conversation. You know, it's familiar when you kind of have been in ministry with these people. But we knew that that was not the place for us anymore. And I was struggling very badly with depression. Yeah. And I remember telling someone like, I'm really struggling. And they're like, well, what are you listening to? What kind of, what kind of worship music are you listening to? And I'm like, well, I'm listening to like casting crowns. No, no, you got, you got to listen to gospel. Like it was just weird. Or like, I wasn't praying hard enough to pray away my depression, you know? Right. Um, so that's something else, you know? Yeah. This is a, uh, I guess, controversial, you know, because mm-hmm. like like I was saying in, in listening to, you know, about your church, it's, um, I'm sure that they believe those things. They're genuine. Yeah. And and that's what's what's hard about it is, you know, you genuinely believe that, um you know, do following these rules is what makes you a, a better Christian or more spiritual or uh, stronger. And, and if you ask them or, or question them about it, the, you know, they, they never, I mean, they're, they're, they're not, they don't think that doing these things is what saves them or does anything else to them. They just think that this is what God wants. And so yeah. it's like, well, you're just doing what God wants. But you're still giving, especially someone who just got saved, that's so hard for, for them to, that you don't, at that time, I mean, you had no um, knowledge or training or anything. You were just, just started with your walk with God, and here they are saying, oh, you got to do all these rules, you know. And mm-hmm. and I think it's really cool that while that was happening, you're also feeling something inside going, I don't feel like this is right. Like, you know, all these rules and, and you had that experience of the Holy spirit, like, you know, teaching you in, on the, you know, on the inside, you know? Yeah. And I think the other issue is that, yes, I think that people should help in the church because we do have gifts and talents, but I don't think that it's just in the church because when I look at Jesus, he didn't have a building, right? He right. he took him and his disciples and they went and they healed and they did a lot of things and Jesus captivated the hearts of people. And at the same time, he was teaching his disciples. And so I think what I learned is that being a disciple doesn't mean that, oh, I'm a disciple of Christ because here I am serving in the church. And They always told us, don't say no, just say yes, just say yes, just say yes. So it's almost like these tactics of, you know, I don't want to say brainwashing, but Mm. kind of 
this is what Christianity looks like. But what happens when on the inside, the Spirit of God, your Holy Spirit, because if you're truly transformed and saved, the Spirit is in you. What if on the inside, something else is happening where you love God, but you're like, wait a minute, this this doesn't look right. And so I'll just share this real real quick. Um, so my husband and I, how we, we got married way too fast. I will say that. Yeah. Uh, we started to like each other and they told us that absolutely not. We could not be together. <laughs> the girl that was my leader said that he didn't have a high calling like I did. He was just called to be the pillar of the church. I mean, she basically talked really bad about him they talked really bad about me to him and one thing that happened to me that i never forget and later on i confronted this person uh very nicely but she claimed to not remember or that she didn't say that actually so we went off and got married uh because i think we should have waited but i guess we both felt like we want to be married we want to honor god in that way right but anyway um I remember that he stopped going there. We were going to another church together. And one of the girls called him and said, I was sitting next to him. And so she said, hey, why haven't you came to church? And he's like, well, I've been going to my friend's church. And then she's like, obviously, this still hurts me. (laughs) But she said, "Um, no, I know why you haven't been coming to church. It's a girl, isn't it? It's Mikaela, right? So basically what she said to him was, well, you shouldn't settle for her just because she's pretty because she's just going to use you. Uh, She just wants a daddy for her for her baby. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And when she yeah, when she said that, I felt like I had been stabbed in the heart and I'm a baby Christian. okay? and I cried so much. I cried so much because. I couldn't believe that here I'm thinking I was naive in thinking that that these girls, because they had been Christians way longer than I was, were like, they got it all together. They figured it out, you know? And so that was very hurtful. Like for three weeks, I was just so mad at God. But I had another friend that didn't go to this church. She had been saved like three, four years. She said, why don't you guys come to our church? And so we ended up going to church. And the message that day was, if you feel like, you know, you're supposed to marry someone, then maybe God does something like maybe God does want you to marry that person because wow. that's part of, you know, you honoring him. You don't date like in the world. Some That's all I kind of remember from that message. And so I felt like, wait a minute, you know, but I got hurt really bad and it, it was just not a good experience. And Obviously, I didn't stay mad at God for long, but because I got hurt here, um, <clears throat> the other thing I will say is the girl that was my leader, I I grew up like in, in I guess you could say the hood. <laughs> I grew wow. up in the inner city and I wasn't very like, if you upset me, I was just going to snap on you. And right. so that was something yeah. that when I got saved, it didn't go away right away. That was oh, like yeah. one of my big giants was me snapping on people. I, I hate to say that, but it's true. Um, that's how I knew how to communicate. That's what I saw my parents do. That's how I grew up. When you grow up in the inner city, you learn to be that way because if you're not, then people, you're weak. You're weak right. to others. Oh, and so, for, yeah. 
Yeah. So you just, you know, you don't know any better, basically. But I kind of just told her, like, why are they always exalting the founder if he didn't save them? And I didn't say it very, you know, sophisticated. Like, and she said, well, if it wasn't for him, I don't know where I would be. And I was like, well, what do you mean? So I was wrong in saying this, but I totally didn't mean it like that. I said, well, what do you mean? Uh, God or God could save anyone and he could even use a dog to save you. <laughs> <laughs> So, and I, I think the reason I had said that was because I remember back then, again, I was a baby Christian reading um, about the donkey with, oh, why can't I remember his name? But he oh, threw yeah. him off. He threw him the, off. Yeah. Right. Oh, why can't I remember his name? But anyway, um, so that was kind of that. And from there, like all of a sudden I was, you know, the enemy, I was toxic and, no one ever apologized to me when I finally got to talk to the pastor's wife. Uh, mm -hmm. She was just like saying how I hurt the girl that was my leader, yeah, how yeah. I'm so poisonous with my words. Yep. And I was I was just feeling like it was my fault. But I guess I didn't know how to express what I felt God showing me, you know? Right. It's terrible. Like, the, I mean, that's just people are people. And church people are no different, but it seems right. that church people are always somehow just a little bit worse because I don't even know why, but it's, you know, that, that's, that, that's what they, and I feel bad saying they like, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get what you're but saying. This happens a lot where churches you know, just like that, where, you know, there's no apology to you. It's you did the wrong thing and you're in the wrong. Yeah. And so we're going to make sure that you apologize. Um, and, and I, you know, I think it's what you know, I was talking about um, in that episode where I had upset the worship leader without knowing it. And they, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go apologize. I, I need to go apologize to him, make this right. Because one, I'm mad that they're not letting me play because he's mad, and two, I'm I, he's a good friend, and I should, I mean, do the right thing, right? I feel like that's the right thing to do, but I went ahead and did it during the youth group time, and that's when they came and told me they're like, "You need to go back to church," and I'm like, "No, I'm good. I'm gonna go talk to." to this guy, I'm going to go apologize for what we did. No, you don't need to do that. You need to go sit down and church. I'm like, you can't make me go to church. <laughs> I mean, that, one, you're not the boss. And two, going to church means nothing. It doesn't get you any brownie points with God. Mm -hmm. All it is, is it's good to be around people. And, and, and that's when we're isolated with ourselves. That it, I mean, it's not like we can't be Christians by ourselves. I've learned so much more from being outside of church and letting the Holy Spirit teach me things every day, things that I've learned. I mean, this is stuff that you can't really talk about with church people. Yeah, because, you can't. You can't. Because they, I, and they always, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no I, I would say I really went through probably a, a year of learning and feeling like God was working on me as a person and my personality yeah. and working on things and growing and it wasn't from bible reading it wasn't from listening to sermons now i was studying some things or i would listen i mean it wasn't like i was just living in the world so to speak 
I just, I just, you, you only know how to say that because you were in church living exactly. in the world. And that's what, that's what they'll tell you. You know, you're living in the world. And, and actually, well, I'll talk about that. You know, you talk about your mm-hmm. experience with your husband. Uh, when me and my wife got together at the time, I had, uh, I had just moved to Amarillo where I, where I live now. And I hadn't found a church and I kind of wasn't really into church because, I, I just was kind of done because mm-hmm. every church I've been in has been that legalistic, and, you know, and, 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 but like we said, you know, an implied legalism, like, you know, they give rules, but it's not like it's, they're not legalistic in the sense that that's what you do to get saved. So mm-hmm. they won't admit it and they don't see it. They're blind to that, but I was done with it. And so we met, we both had a history or a background of being in church, but we both weren't currently in church and she had told me that her parents were wanting to get her out of the house like she had moved away and came back and they didn't you know they were having arguments and stuff and she was Mm -hmm. like I just want to get out of the house and so I just was like I mean I've got an apartment if you want to move in and (laughs) and the idea was you know she still wasn't really sure if she wanted to date me because uh well I don't know why but she still wasn't sure and so my thought was well, if we move in, we'll get to know each other better. Maybe we'll date. And I'll see your face every yeah, day. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll start dating. And and I'm like, you know, but let's, I mean, let's not rush in. Because we weren't in a relationship at the mm-hmm. time when I offered it. I'm like, it was only a one bedroom. But I'm like, I mean, seriously, the living room can be a bedroom. And, and we can make this work. I can, you, just for you to have a place to stay, you know, until you were, because she wasn't, she wasn't full time at that job yet, and so she was, you know, not making enough to live on her own. That was the problem. She's like, I can't afford to live on my own. So we moved in together, and I was knowing full well that like this is not the way. This is not appropriate, you know, quote unquote. Um, yeah. And and so a few months into it, we began having conversations about. Well, I used to go to church here, and I used to go to church here, and I said what would you think about going to church again? Cause I was thinking maybe I would want to find a church to go to. And she was like, well, yeah, that's great. And then I thought, oh man, I'm going to go to church and I'm going to feel convicted for, you know, living together outside of marriage. I'm going to feel convicted for, uh, you know, this is as the church would say, living in sin or, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I said, well, so what would what would happen if we started going to church and I started feeling convictions like you know explaining like she understood she's like yeah this is wrong but she was a little bit um she, her her thinking was a little bit more um not so strict and she was like oh, I don't see anything wrong with it but I said well what if I start thinking it's wrong and you know and that's where the idea of talking about how the relationship would be corrected like you were saying like honoring god and so that's kind Mm -hmm. of how the idea of marriage we were dating for a year and then we got engaged and it was because over that year we started talking about well god would this would um marriage would make this relationship right in god's eyes you know and we would be honoring god and and no longer be living in a situation that's not appropriate and and so you know, we got married pretty fast, I think, because of that. Um, but it was also just a, such a crazy thing to think and look back, and it's like this was clearly God's plan 
mm-hmm. even though we did it out of our own selfish reasons, God still used that to, you know, bring us, to, you know, the two people that he created for each other and he brought us together. And here we are uh, two years later. We've been married for two years. So, um, wow. That's and I awesome. Think, I think it's just crazy that, you know, we couldn't tell anybody. I mean, I mean, we too, we told people, but um, we couldn't tell people that at a church that we went to because immediately, you know, they're going to tell us that we're wrong and how bad it is and all this stuff. And um, yeah, and if I ahead. could just say really quick, like I think that's where the grace part comes in. Oh yeah. That everyone's going through a lot of things and everyone has struggles and i think that that is not it's refreshing when you hear that in at an at a church that we all have struggles and we all do and so i think when churches fail to remember that yeah that's when you kind of just turn people away from god even though it's not yeah. god who's doing that to you yeah like i mean there are times where I think that I think a lot of people in the church think that God is um, going back and forth between angry with you and happy with you and angry with you and happy with you. And if you do the wrong things, he's angry. And reality is because of grace and because of because of what salvation is, a free gift that we didn't deserve or earn, well, then why would any of our actions after salvation as a Christian, why would that affect what God thinks of us if we were his enemy when he died for us, you know? And yeah. and people, you try telling people that, and they're like, well, yeah, but then, you know, God wants you to do that. You have to follow. You have to obey God. Well, right. And, and who says I'm not being obedient just because, oh, well, I messed up today. I mean, we're all not perfect. So how how can you tell people to be obedient and then be mad at them because they're not perfect. I mean, none of right. us are perfect people. Hey, if you like listening to Grace in Full and you want to find more great Christian podcasts, go ahead and visit faithcast.com. There you can discover Christian podcasts that help you keep the faith. That's faithcasts plural.com As always, thanks for listening to the Grace and Full podcast. And if you want to see more, this is just a short clip of this full episode. It is on YouTube. Just find me at Grace and Full and you can find the full show there. <laughs>